0: Welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the number one show for w- woodworkers and good twerkers.
1: Yeah. That's good. You can give me like one more shot. Yeah.
0: I did a little stutter, but welcome to Big Facts No Cap.
1: Oh, you also don't have to say welcome. You can say like a howdy or like a hey. Yeah, y'all put your boy. personality into it, you know? Yeah. Fuck. Give it that Midwestern twang <laughs> that you're known for.
0: Hi. That's Hey, that's
1: <laughs> hey y'all. <Hi. laughs>
0: Just like a really high pitched hi. Welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the number one show for woodworkers and good twerkers. I'm Emily here with Paul and Adrian. Let's get into it.
2: Can, right, can we perfect. do one now where she calls us? I'm um, Emily here with the Big Fact fellas.
1: With the Big Fact group? Can you do one where you call yourself Easy E and you say you're here with the Big Fact, <laughs> <laughs> Big Fact boys?
0: Okay, Big Fact boys. Big
1: fact oh, boys. I was joking. We don't
2: need. To. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be fun if we had a name adrian
1: i think that's the thing we've learned very early on is that emily's very impressionable and will take any suggestions yeah give i really can't tell when people it's i keep bad, saying it's
2: purposefully bad
1: ideas and you look like you're like okay like.
0: and i'm like okay let's do it <laughs> your podcast
1: if you could do that one more time but be a little bit more anti-semitic in your tone just really get <laughs>
0: <laughs> um do you want me to go again
2: big facts no cap Big facts. No cap. No cap, big facts. No cap. Big facts. No cap. No cap, big facts. No cap. Big facts. No cap. No cap, No
1: No cap. So, Emily. Um, to the audience, this is my friend Emily. I maybe have mentioned her on podcast before, maybe in a way where I didn't mention her name. You some... didn't
0: mention my name, but you have told them that I uh, made you tamales. Oh,
1: okay. And... I thought you were coming in with receipts already. I was like, we haven't gotten to the beef section yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you also, I don't know, you brought up my criticisms of your conversation around the Women's World Cup. Um, So you mentioned me a, a couple times, but not by name.
1: Okay, well um this is emily she is first and foremost a friend and then also a colleague uh another one of them academic types that we're bringing on to the podcast oh. so Ugh. <laughs> Um, but no she's great we're in the same cohort so i've known her for as long as i've been in davis um and she does cool stuff with coyotes which we'll get into and she's an all-around good person i will highly recommend her
0: wow such a glowing introduction
1: there you go i mean andy would do a better one but
0: oh yeah, yeah. it's hard to beat
1: so yeah, Emily, do you want to go into beefs or uh, your history with the podcast, um, your your expectations for the podcast, anything like that?
0: Oh, my expectations for the podcast. I kind of want to go into beefs because I feel like
1: mm-hmm,
0: I've mm-hmm. had okay. there have been a couple times where I had a bone to pick with you guys. Okay,
1: interesting. This is why I didn't want to bring her on, but you know what? <laughs> it had to happen eventually. Go ahead and start attacking us.
0: Oh, okay, so uh, oh, excuse- so your uh. Women's World Cup episode.
2: But I came off looking good, right?
0: Paul, (laughs) I was was so happy. Yeah, so initially, Paul Adrian was criticizing some commentary about how it was the most important competition in the world for this sport.
1: No, 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 it was not about significance, it was about size. It said this is the biggest sports
0: No way, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I interpreted biggest. I guess biggest you could say biggest as... is like
1: most important. No, yes. I meant literally size. Like we literally looked up numbers about like how many people attend. Wow.
0: Which... Okay. This is, I'm glad we talked about this. Okay. It's really illuminating. Okay. Well. I will say that the first time I confronted you about this, because there have been multiple times, um, <laughs> that <laughs> that you said that you were joking and you did not mention the size thing. So,
1: Adrian. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that there was a misunderstanding about significance versus just literally, like, I was looking up numbers. Because we also made the comment about, like, the average Liverpool game has higher attendance than the, like, uh, the Super Bowl. So, like, I was literally looking up numbers of attendance and, like, trying to figure out where we were wrong. And that's when I found out that, like, technically, the Tour de France actually has, like, the highest number of people watching. But, yeah, I literally just meant, like, statistically the numbers of, like, how many people watch each event.
2: Fair enough. But I still think when somebody says it's the biggest, like, I mean, I thought it was a funny joke. Don't get me wrong, but I still think of somebody <laughs> in real life was talking about the w- wins world cup and said, Oh, that's the biggest sporting event of the, uh, world. It would be an asshole move to cut in and be like, but
1: actually, <laughs> I agree. And that's why we, that's why we joked about it afterwards. Okay. That was, that's yeah. why, that's why, that's why it was funny.
0: Do you have any, um,
1: remorse? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Shame. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Do you have any beef with me with me about my constructive criticisms?
1: No, you're very good at giving criticism.
0: Yeah. Um. I think
1: I mentioned to Paul before that you've like asked me if I'm in a place to receive criticism. And that's like a very <laughs> that's something that people do not do. That that's something that helpful. I learned
0: in family therapy. Yeah. Shout out Rebecca, my family therapist.
2: We'll put her name and number in the description. to <laughs> <Yes. laughs> need family therapy. Her num her number will be the uh, episode title. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca's number for family therapy. Call Rebecca. <laughs>
1: um, no, yeah, I think. Um...
2: Are you ready to receive more criticism?
1: Yeah, are you in a about- place? Yeah, I am.
0: Okay, this is something that we've talked about before, but um, I have to bring up again. The intro song is still too long.
1: It's thirty seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's too long, Adrian. It's too many big facts. No cap. It, it's
1: it's it's one skip button on on the podcast app. If you
0: have oh okay, that's fair. It's exactly that's fair.
2: No, some skip buttons are fifteen seconds
1: on oh. iTunes. You can customize it. Get it oh. to sixty seconds. Skip that intro. Okay,
0: that's fair. Uh okay, okay. Paul, you're not going to
1: come to my defense. <laughs> You're just gonna let her get away with that?
2: I, I like it and I think I thought it was too long at first, but I thought the first cut down was enough. But I'm I'm I, I'm I'm not gonna belittle people who come to us with constructive criticism, Adrian.
1: Okay. I think I the point stands. A, wouldn't dream of it.
0: Only a very confident person hmm. can receive criticism like that. Yeah. Should I keep going? Yeah, keep yeah. going. you targeted
2: yeah. Adrian, which I think is fair because Adrian is a shitty person, but I know I say more offensive things on the podcast than Adrian. You really, the the World Cup one was like the one time he's outstripped me.
1: She's not, she she's not been disappointed in you though. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: maybe that's <laughs> She doesn't know it. you.
1: Um, did you have anything to say about our dog comments, which is going to show up later in uh, the episode?
0: Shoot. I don't remember your dog comments. Can you give me a couple examples? We
1: love dogs. We think they're great.
0: Mm, that doesn't sound like Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: we like dogs. We think the culture around them is
0: when people without children say, "My dog is like my child." <sighs> yeah, I've hit on that's that before. Tough. That's tough. I don't know that I can um defend that.
2: Well, it's just kind of sad in a world where like less and less people are having children. That that's become more and more common. It feels like graphing that like what is it the negative correlation of that is like it would probably be a little bit like oh people are using this as like a replacement for something that's missing from their lives
0: yeah that's a good point um maybe they're like forcing that identity onto their dog because they can't afford to have an actual child Mm -hmm. um yeah you know i love dogs but sometimes they're crazy steve is crazy um, Adrian okay, has witnessed though. it firsthand. Steve is my dog. He's a black lab, and he has some sort of mental health issue <laughs> that causes him to while out.
2: Why, why? When you purchased him, what was going through your head? <laughs> did you need a? Did you need a? You know, somebody to make you feel uh, excited to come home? Did you need somebody to get attention at
1: parks from like random also, people? When you purchased him, was it one of those like? <laughs> I didn't t-
2: purchase <laughs> it.
0: Um, yeah. When I got him, I I had actually dropped out of UC Santa Cruz and I was like kind of in a low place and I'd always wanted a dog. Um so I was like, you know what? Now's the time. Um so you know what? I didn't save him. He saved me. Who rescued who? <laughs> um Yeah, yeah, I think I was just looking for like a buddy. And gotcha. He's definitely been that.
2: Okay, what else? There's no way though they are the Oh yeah, two other beasts, yeah. We yeah. we're
1: we're at what 53 episodes? 52 episodes? now? Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of content with a lot of a lot of shitty opinions from us.
0: Yeah, these are more general things. Sometimes you go into tangents about like people from your childhood that are sort of it's sort of hard to follow it's a little as esoteric, a listener. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um That's very fair. I think that's what happened in your first Phil episode which it was an amazing episode. <laughs> but it sort of devolved at the end.
2: You can tell me if I have to cut this out, but I heard you uh, I heard you have a crush on Phil based on audio.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> pass my number along to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about listeners? Um the other thing that you guys do sometimes that I don't know. It makes me feel a certain type of way is you'll be like, okay, listeners, like look this thing you talk it's almost as if there are more than seven people listening. <laughs> Fair um, enough. And I feel like maybe those types of comments. Do you guys know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, dress for the job you want, Evelyn. We're not. We're not making <laughs> this for our seven. Do, do you have an example? <laughs> we're making this for our thousands of future adoring fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess. In the future, you guys will have tens of thousands of people listening, and then they'll want to go back to episode one. Oh, where we tell people,
1: like, just go back to, like, listen to this part if you want to get context for this. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just us being lazy. Yeah, I get that.
0: Well, yeah, those types of comments and, like, why don't you guys look this up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. Mm
0: Kind of? No? yeah. Yeah, I wish I had a more concrete example, but... um. It just gives off this air that you have already arrived, and I think that you guys are still working on arriving.
2: <laughs> so you're angry that we don't humble ourselves before you? <laughs>
0: not before me, but before all seven of us listeners.
2: I disagree with that.
0: Okay, that's fair.
2: Adrian, can you bring on a friend who's nicer? I'm already not liking this one.
0: <laughs> you asked. Gonna, I will say that. I'm just gonna go ahead and the click the delete button
1: somewhere around here. <laughs>
0: Should I go home? <laughs> I will say that there's this podcaster who's an actress who's been on like some comedy shows. I listened to her podcast. Adrian, ta- t-
2: take a note here to cut this out so people don't know about other podcasts. Sorry mm-hmm. continue. <laughs>
0: um, She was talking about this time that they had a guest on one of her shows who wasn't a comedian and she was trying to act funny but instead she was just really mean like she just told the woman like oh I don't like you and like She was saying that a lot of times people who aren't comedians or who aren't funny will just be mean in place of being funny. And I was very worried about doing that on this podcast. And it looks like you're here.
2: (laughs) No. Well, I was the one who was mean. So you're calling me not funny, which is also, I guess, mean. pretty mean. Now you're doing it, too.
1: (laughs) I think I'm the only funny one here.
2: But also it sounds like that person (laughs) was a little too sensitive. And the guest was hilarious is what I'm taking from that.
0: Um, so in terms of other beefs, I think that might be it. I mean, you guys put on a great show.
1: Oh, so. wow. Oh. What a way to, like, sandwich your, uh, your beefs with yeah. a little bit of bread. A real roast beef sandwich Some we got going sweetness. on here. Okay. Um, any media roundups that you want to get the audience on? Anything that you like? Anything that you've been enjoying? Anything that you've enjoyed in the past that you think people should get on?
0: Yeah, Casey Wilson came out with her A memoir, um, called The Wreckage of My Presence. Mm. And... It's good stuff. It's funny. She is a comedic act- actress, and so she has a lot of stories um, from her time in Hollywood. She also... Is has- Casey
1: Wilson on Happy Endings? Yeah. Isn't she much older than the rest of the cast? Or am I thinking of the wrong Casey Wilson?
0: I think you're thinking it wrong. She's like in her early 40s now, I think. Um, She also hosts a podcast about The Real Hives- Housewives, which I enjoy quite a bit. So all you housewives listeners out there Oh, you house heads out there <laughs> i was gonna
2: say they don't have a fun name for that fandom
0: no they don't oh my god paul quick come up with one what about
1: you guys oh i actually you have a media roundup paul do you have anything i've been telling adrian
2: to watch austin powers for a while now and i put uh because i remembered it being a really good movie and he'd never watched it and i decided i should re-watch it just to make sure it still holds up and it does Oh, that's not what I
1: expected you to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it completely
2: holds up. It's so funny. Wow.
0: Um, Do you want to drop some jokes on us?
2: Um, You know, uh, you've listened to the podcast. You know I'm not good at voices, so I'm not going to do my, my hey Fair. baby. Uh, Fair. Yeah, baby. There we go. That was my best try. Do you guys want to do your <laughs> yeah babies?
1: I've never watched it, so I wouldn't know. But I assume it goes on like a yeah baby <laughs>
0: like that. i also can't do um accents okay okay
2: well the just so our audience knows uh, you're no fun i'm sorry i'm doing the whole being mean instead of funny thing again no you you've
1: already I called think, me out, honestly. honestly
0: adrian has called me out for not doing accents in the past and it's it's one of my weaknesses <laughs> i'll say that
1: and then I think we've already done this before, but I just want to give another shout out to Podcast to Burn, Rachel and uh, Ethan. Mm. I finally listened to the Evermore episode. I have some notes on it. Rachel was very funny on that episode. And I don't want to critique her performance on our episode because I thought she was very funny and nice. But uh, girl's, got, girls Got Some Hits. I think she could have come harder on our episode. Um, love that she also does Comedy Bang Bang references like I do <laughs> unapologetically. She said in the episode that anyone who wants to go to her wedding just has to DM her. So Paul, can you DM her from me saying that I want to go to her and Ethan's wedding? <laughs> Do you want
2: to fly in? You can come stay at my place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that'd be pretty fun. And then I like that she likes Mumford and Sons. That's such a corny band, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ethan also does the uh, the the their ending thing is from the Stay of Homekins podcast. So it's just it's a, I can very much tell that they're in the same media plane as I am. Okay. Uh, which I really enjoy.
2: Okay. Next time she comes on, you'll have more. Uh... You'll have more things to question her on or talk to her about.
1: Not even question. I'll just just know how to riff with her because we'll just do comedy Bang Bang bits together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Had a lot of fun with that episode. Didn't enjoy all the talking about Taylor Swift, but everything around that was really fun. (laughs) (laughs) No cap. Um, Okay. Yeah. Do you want to get into articles? Um, I'll have you read our article, but we're going to start with a little aperitif for Emily. Oh, you did? I um, thought we
2: were going to do my article, then Apertif,
1: then. Okay. Well, what do you think an Apertif is?
2: Well, you you said it in that order, so it's your fault for... I
1: said it in that order, but I said in the actual I don't know Apertif any of first. this French
2: shit. <laughs> Apertif, amuse-bouche, <mouge laughs> get the fuck out
0: of here.
1: Actually, this one is more of an amuse-bouche. Okay. Um, okay, so Emily, don't look at my screen. Uh, this is from Yosemite National Park's Facebook Ash. page. Little uh, Ask-A-Ranger is the column. Uh, An advice column for Yosemite residents. Uh, And so this is from the perspective uh, of a non-human. Dear park ranger, a park visitor approached me in the meadow the other day, and he tried to pet me and offered me a piece of jerky. What is the proper etiquette here? Is this a good way for me to find food, or should I say no thanks and run away? Sincerely, Hunger E. Coyote.
0: That's so good. How did you find that? (laughs)
1: That's a lot of searching on Google take
0: that jerky (laughs) is that your actual advice (laughs) get it (laughs) yeah i mean obviously the best thing be to um not give the animal food and for the animal not to take the food i mean yeah so basically feeding animals is really bad because then they start to associate humans with the food and they'll approach humans and sometimes they'll get bold enough to even you know try and nip at a human to see if there's any yummy snacks that they're holding so feeding wildlife is like pretty much the worst thing that you can do for their welfare but you know from the coyotes perspective it's like get it
1: that is true if that was unclear to any of the audience that was a coyote riding into yosemite national park asking me if we should take food from park goers and emily's advice to that coyote get it get the bag <laughs>
2: I think the coyote, my advice, and I'm not an expert like Emily, but it would be to attack the human because it represents... (laughs) Show your dominance. It represents an existential threat to your habitat. That's a colonizing force um, Mm. entering your terrain and look at what they've done to the rest of the nation. If you don't fight back in Yosemite, that's just going to become more apartment complexes.
0: Let them know. Yeah, it could be like, maybe for the coyote, it could be like an aversive conditioning moment where they... um, essentially tell the human it's not okay to feed animals by biting it Mm. and rip yeah ripping into that flesh a little bit um i think it's really interesting that whatever account you were just reading from decided Mm -hmm. to write it from the perspective of the coyote i think whoever
1: manages their facebook account just thought it was cute Right, (laughs) that might have been all the thought that went into that okay (laughs) yeah i think um Provisioning is a really interesting topic because we also have people in our program who study like uh, monkeys that get provisioned at different like um, temples and stuff in uh, Southeast Asia. And so, my favorite is my uh, roommate's partner who uh, studies uh, macaques, where um, they're trained to like, if they steal people's cell phones or things because they think it's interesting and shiny, they're paid to straight it back for food. And so, it was a very quick uh, feedback loop where they started stealing phones because they knew it would get them food. <laughs> and yeah animals are uh, smart and uh, i think maybe it's best just to still let them let them work let them live don't don't try to interact with them
0: one time i was what's the big jesus statue in rio
1: oh i don't know the name of it but you know Something what it is De Cristo. Yeah.
0: yeah me and my sister were hiking up like the mountain that it um is on and <laughs> we get like halfway up the trail and all of a sudden this big Fat ass monkey comes and sits in the middle of the trail, and we're like, "Oh, like that's he weird.
1: had to." He asked you a riddle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it
0: felt like. <laughs> like, oh my god, this troll monkey is blocking our way. So we're like, oh, whatever. Like, let's just keep going. And then we look into the trees, and there's like all these monkeys crawling towards us, like in the trees. And we're like, oh shit, it's about to be. <laughs> They're about to jack our shit. Um, so anyways, we got really freaked out. And I am not good in like a t- sort of like panicky situation mm-hmm. or in good a high pressure, pressure situation. Yeah. And so I was like, should we just give them all our food? <laughs> Which is the last thing that you
2: should do. <laughs> <laughs> this monkey is my boss now. They're my leader. Yeah, Someone I was you like, want. let's just give them everything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want my house um, gays too? Just take what you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, my sister is way better under pressure, and she's like, no, let's just hang out for a bit. And they moved on. But mm. um, it was it was pretty scary. Monkeys are scary. Yeah. They will eat your eyeballs.
1: I was about to say, I don't think that's that those numbers don't seem to favor you in a fight.
0: Right. Oh my god, like ten monkeys versus two people? Not even close. Uh
1: and then I don't think we have time to do a second aperitif, but there was one about whether or not you should put coyote urine on your fence or something i don't know
0: oh that's interesting
1: wait here's the question if you want to answer the question we won't have to get the answer but uh, do you have any comments on this we are having trouble with coyotes jumping the walls and getting small pets we've been told that if you spread the urine of a human male on the wall or at the outside base (laughs) it will keep them away because they can smell human urine from a half a mile away true
2: oh i'll take this one yeah, but you want to get some human feces on there, too. So just rub your shit and your pee all over that wall. Just oh. use the fence
0: <laughs> as a bathroom.
2: Or if you want to give your opinion, Emily, that's fine, too, I guess.
1: All I'm saying is that Paula's had zero problems with coyotes getting spoiled.
0: <laughs> um, I think that somebody should do an experiment. I think they should do coyote urine. Human what an egghead answer from Emily. What
1: an academic <laughs> answer.
2: <laughs> Are you just trying to get funding for whatever your urine? I don't know, right
0: this now? is kind of giving me some ideas. <laughs> and then you could like compare female human urine to male human urine.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Paul, do you wanna get into your article?
2: Yeah, let's do it. So to introduce this, typically we've avoided doing uh, Reddit r slash relationship articles. And I think I think the reason we've avoided it typically is because so often they really do that like pose law thing where you can't tell if you're being messed with or if it's a joke or if they're actually just that insane. Uh the the situations these people find themselves in but because i we heard that emily is such a big fan of uh reddit relationship advice we decided to break our rule this time so emily you want to you want to talk about uh why you enjoy reading r slash relationship questions and
0: yeah i think as a single person reading r slash relationships brings me a lot of comfort Shit is fucked up out there. So yeah, I think that they are a really interesting breed, although I agree I agree with Paul that sometimes it's hard to tell if it's somebody just trolling or if it's real. Um, I also really enjoy reading people's advice. But you got to scroll down kind of far because the initial advice is always just break up with them. No matter the situation, that top comment is just break up with the person, which I think is probably because Reddit is full of single people who have never been in relationships who don't know how to navigate hard situations. So um, it has its highlights and it has its um drawbacks, but overall, I think it's... um. Some interesting reads.
1: So you read it both for entertainment and edification, to some extent. Yes,
0: definitely. Have you ever felt
2: the need to leave a comment? Like you're like, I know exactly what this person needs to do, and nobody's saying the right thing.
0: I've never left a comment. There have definitely been times where I've read it and then read it and then. Have- seen the advice and been like, okay, this advice is so black and white. Like they need another perspective, but I've never been, um, like motivated enough or (laughs) felt strongly enough to actually, um, give my advice.
2: All right, cool, 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 cool. So you're finally going to get your chance. (laughs) Throwaway account. My girlfriend and I have been together for six years. We don't really believe in marriage, but our relationship is basically like a marriage For most of our relationship, we've had a great sex life, but a little while ago, we started to have some intimacy troubles, mostly related to self-confidence issues, mostly on my part. So we started seeing a couple's sex therapist, which has been helping. An important detail is that he's not a literal therapist, like he's not licensed or anything. He's basically just a friend of a friend who's really good at helping people sort out communication issues and things like that. We meet him for 45 minutes once a week, so functionally it's really just like going to therapy. I know this might seem weird, but it's way, way more affordable than an actual therapist recently he asked us if we would be open to him watching us have sex either in person or making a tape for him he was very upfront that it wasn't related to the therapy he just finds (laughs) us both attractive and would be into watching (laughs) us if we were okay with that. (laughs) that's tight (laughs) he he could have coached it as part of the therapy process but he was totally honest about where he was coming from and i definitely respect that i feel a little torn and i'm pretty sure my girlfriend does too i find the idea kind of exciting and i know from past conversations that it's something my gf is open to interested in like in a vacuum it's something that we could see ourselves doing but it just feels so much more complicated since he's our therapist he said that he would end our therapeutic relationship if that would make us more comfortable with idea but i'm hesitant to do that because i feel like we still have more to gain from it (laughs) Do people think this is feasible? And if so, does anyone have advice f- for how to navigate it as best as possible? Question mark. That's the end.
0: Wow, <laughs> I have questions. Wait, did they say that they felt like they were benefiting a lot from the quote unquote I think they therapy? Said, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, it sounded like they were.
0: But just like, what is the benefit to them to give this person?
2: I think a sex tape. I, I think a kink, right? Like they enjoy the voyeurism? Yeah, they they're
1: kind of into it, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I don't like that
2: <laughs> it sounds th- like you're being sold on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. At first, I thought it was going to be like part of the therapy, which obviously like, why wouldn't he just say that, you know?
1: No, because he's, he's Because up he's front, honorable. Because he's he a respectable man. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, also, that would so obviously be a lie. Are you kidding me? I need to see all fuck because that's going
1: to help with my therapy. Oh, no. I think you could probably get away with that. You're already, oh, They're yeah. already visiting an unlicensed therapist. <laughs>
0: totally. Yeah, I definitely think you could get away with that. It could be like when people play sports and they watch the tape mm. to get pointers and stuff. Like That you would be the analogy that they use. <laughs> yeah. I want to say if if they want to do it as like part of a kink, fine. But maybe get a new therapist. Um, and if you really like this guy and you thinks and you think he's really benefiting your relationship, then fuck no. Right.
1: Does it make him a worse therapist for him to have seen you fuck?
0: I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe there's some power. There could be a power dynamic going Mm -hmm. on. Like, he is giving them the service that's really helping them. So, they're, like, feeling indebted to him. Mm -hmm. And maybe if then they went down this path, they would feel like, oh, well, if we don't keep providing him with our sex tapes, then he's not going to see us anymore or something like that, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. So, I. You know, it's crazy. I really thought we would all... Like, maybe it's a conservative impulse, but bringing this in, I really thought that the the regular person take was going to be, fuck no, this guy's going to murder both of you. Like, this is a terrifying situation, but it sounds like you guys are way more open than me. So I wonder if that is like some sort of conservative, scared of the world impulse inside of me. (laughs) This sounds so out of bounds to me.
1: I think if you want to i mean i think one of the worries i would have is the whole thing about like privacy of like you know do mm. i want someone who has a video of me fucking my not uh, wife, but like it's gonna show wife? up on
2: pornhub or something
1: that's one of the only issues i think i would have with it and that's why i think my advice is step one would be like start with like a flip book of you guys having sex <laughs> like don't like give him the full thing you think, and just see how he handles that
2: you think you think people want to see you fuck that bad that it's gonna like make it to the front page adrian like and this is gonna blow up on <laughs>
1: No, but I think that would be something I wouldn't want out there. I don't. My worry isn't that it's going to be a sensation. <laughs> I think that would be a good thing for me and my brand.
2: <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I just, I honestly would not be that worried about like nudes or like anything. Like as a non-celebrity, I just can't imagine it not just being on some random corner of the internet that nobody would ever tie to me. Like I don't know. So you're really just
1: more worried that this guy's going to murder you for some. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. What about I guess
1: you could solve that by doing the he just watches you have sex live. Mm. That sounds even scarier.
0: That sounds way scarier. Adrian, that's so awkward.
1: No, he's in the corner. Just like, you know, (laughs) touching himself. Oh, well, if he's in the (laughs) corner. (laughs) I don't know. That's a common thing, right? Also, some people just like to watch. Shout out to Thomas Middleditch.
2: This started with him talking about we've had uh, intimacy troubles, mostly related to my self confidence.
1: And what's going to give you more confidence than someone telling you they need to see you? (laughs) Fuck.
2: Oh, maybe this is. Maybe this is like this is reverse psychology.
1: He's been taking community college courses in the back. No, I think uh, it's just, I think my thing is that I'm saying right now is that I, I would understand somebody doing this if they were into it, but I'm not into it, so gotcha. like it's not really a question for
2: me. You don't have a voyeuristic impulse.
1: Yeah, not really. I mean, there was that one time where I got a blowjob on a blueberry patch, but that was uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: the cutest thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> but
2: it was because you were so attracted to Violet Beauregard from... Uh... <laughs> That was your kink, not the public aspect. I think there's a little bit of a divergence. Uh, I'm being sex negative conservative. I think this is scary. Run away. This man will hurt you. Uh, You guys are saying maybe do it if you're into it. It's the West Coast answer.
1: That's that's the real division here. (laughs) Paul's East Coast sensibilities.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think if they have that kink that it wouldn't be the worst thing. I do think that they could act that out in another scenario where they're not also, like, getting relationship advice from the person. Do
1: you think that makes it worse or better that it's someone who knows them somewhat intimately?
0: Yeah, because then it's like they have maybe a little bit more trust in them. Is that what you're thinking?
1: Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like the question people ask sometimes of, like, if you were to do a threesome, would you want it to be a complete stranger or somebody that you knew?
0: See, I think... I, I would go complete stranger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Maybe that is the real question that we should be asking. Mm.
1: Paul? Uh, Paul would be, third person would be Jesus because he's always in bed <laughs> <laughs> consenting to what we're doing.
2: I think complete stranger too. Like why risk making a, a friendship awkward or something? Adrian? Also no guys, it better be a two girl threesome. <laughs> 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 no Jesus. Okay, None of mom. that gay shit. <laughs>
1: I I, I I want to be a contrarian, but also I don't really want to fuck any of my friends. So right I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I think you're beautiful people. I think you're great, but I don't want to be bringing any of y'all into my bedroom with me. So I think that's where I stand.
0: Um. Okay, so I think we all agree that they could do it, but maybe not with a the therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul's like, actually. <laughs> okay, Paul says no.
2: I don't know. I would say at least hedge your bets and don't make a decision until you filmed yourself, watched it back yourself, and decided if you think it's hot. Like, you don't want to say yes, film it, and then be like, oh, we don't don't fuck good at all.
0: That's a really good point.
2: I wouldn't want to have already said yes and then feel, like, forced to send it.
0: Yeah, because if it does get out, if it gets leaked...
2: Yeah, I want to look like a stud if it's going to make its way online.
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, good point, Paul.
1: Yeah. Uh, Paul. Yes. Do you want to read the answers or how are we reading these answers? Uh we can just like go scroll
2: through and pick out anything that we think's interesting to read uh, and read it out. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. well let me start with the top com-
1: mm-hmm. comment mm-hmm. which is they should break up.
0: <laughs> As always. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you to find a regular therapist because unlike the rest of this comment section I understand they're unaffordable for most people.
1: Classist motherfuckers on Reddit.
0: But if he has no background in psychology, you're wasting your time. I live in an anarchist collective, and we have mediators and that kind of thing, but no one is going to do psychological mediating if they've never had a background in psychology. Licensed or not, you can't continue to see someone who is expect- express sexual interest in you it's just not going to work out you got to talk to someone else as for his request reddit can't answer that for you it's a matter of what you and your partner are into sexually if you're not into it don't do it you don't owe him this
2: okay i have a couple things to say about that number one that is actually not the top comment that's the newest comment adrian you have your settings that must be set differently.
0: Ooh, it has uh, one point. <laughs>
1: ooh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, Reddit does that to me because whenever I look at soccer threads, was the I most always most
0: controversial. It's the most controversial comment. Ooh.
2: I
1: don't know a lot about
2: anarchism, but the fact that this is an anarchist who really respects state licensing is interesting. I'm not sure they're actually an pretty anarchist.
0: Funny. <laughs> right? It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they They don't even respect
2: driver's (laughs) (laughs) licenses. Yeah, anarchists are not supposed to care about state licensing for professionalism. (laughs) What is this careerist anarchist? (laughs) This technocrat uh, anarchist? I don't know. It is.
0: Yeah, I feel like he they gave the most level-headed advice out of everybody, despite being a part of an anarchist collective commune. Whatever he said. Um.
1: All right, so now we're looking at the best comments, right?
0: Okay, so now I'm looking at the top comment. And so he quotes the um, post. An important detail is that he's not a literal therapist, like he's not licensed or anything. And then the commenter says "Then he's not a therapist. Therapists do not do this kind of thing at all. It's an ethical violation and this way out of and is way out of line. If you need a couple's counselor, get a real one.
1: The main thing I heard in that was that real therapists aren't cool like this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not a cool
1: therapist. So this comment is from Dr. Bett. I am a therapist.
2: This is not at all okay. This is a very sick person pretending to be a guide to people to manipulate them for his own pleasure. This is not okay at all. Therapy takes a few years of training, which also includes strict ethical guidelines. He has neither training nor guidelines here at all. Just hearing about this story makes my stomach churn. Please get away from this person and get an actual therapist. Harsh.
0: I will say that I think it is... I don't want to say admirable, but (laughs) it's a good thing that the quote-unquote therapist said that um, gave like the real reason why he was interested in this sex tape just because he finds them both attractive. And I think it gives them space to either engage with that request or to not and continue to see him as a therapist. And I don't think they can do both, which I think is a lot of what the commenters are saying.
1: I also Mm. think that it seems a little harsh on him, where I thought maybe his upfrontness. I don't know. Is this one of those things where I'm not attuned enough to abuse that, like, that's a tactic on his part to seem more innocent than he is? Because to me, that's like, that seems upfront enough to me. Like, that doesn't seem super manipulative. I mean, maybe the power structure and the actual situation is a bit more complex, but that seems pretty upfront. It's interesting because I thought it was fucked up for him
2: to. To ask for the sex tape, but unlike these Reddit commenters who seem to be really concentrating on how therapists have to be licensed, I'm not sure I really agree with that point. Like, I'm sure it's helpful to talk to somebody who doesn't have a license as long as, like, their energy is that, oh, I'm somebody you can come talk to who's a third party who can help you. Like, I'm not, I don't know what this obsession is with uh credentials on this Reddit thread. Mm.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that it is a like reasonable argument to make because there's a lot of people out there that can um, present themselves as like life coaches or whatever and really like not have a lot of tools to help people. But sometimes there are people who don't have a license who are incredibly insightful and helpful.
1: That was a a big inside joke on a podcast that I used to listen to is uh, the host would always talk about his life coach. And it wasn't until like Brian. far into the podcast that they realized that oh, that's just what he calls his best friend. Um, <laughs> and so, that when that revelation came about that it was like, wait, why is he going to a Yankees game getting drunk with his life coach? We <laughs> <laughs> were like, oh, no, that's just that's just what he calls his friend who gives him good I advice. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, any other absurd comments you want to talk about or?
2: No, uh, I want to ask uh, Emily, have you ever gotten good advice from Adrian? That sounds like a big no.
0: No, I'm trying to think of when Adrian has given me good advice. Honestly, in any situation where I'm like really anxious about what somebody else thinks of me or how somebody else interpreted what I said or did, Adrian is very calming in that he is just like, whatever, who gives a fuck? Don't
1: fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you come for Emily, you best not miss. That's what i say. <laughs> I get what you're
2: saying. Adrian's more a tequila shop friend.
1: Not a cry on his <laughs> friend. That's
0: kind of true. He's a really good tequila shop friend, though. Better than the rest. I'll say that.
1: Paul, what's some good advice I've given you? What have you given me? I don't
2: know. You're very mean to me, Adrian.
1: So. <laughs> Just not <a> never ending.
2: <laughs> Just never ending cruelty. Um, That's true. Oh, here's one comment. You should report him to the state licensing board for practicing therapy without a license. His conduct, learning intimate details about your sex life, and then using his position of trust to get his own gratification is vile and illegal. Imagine if he did this to vulnerable women who came to him for advice and support. Report him, or you share responsibility for anyone he hurts in the future.
1: Whoa. All
2: right, calm down. Yeah, okay. I don't know, how I feel about that one. That one had 14 upvotes, too. More just, like, aggressive credentialism and weird blame-throwing at the (laughs) question-asker does not feel necessary. Yeah, that's a
0: lot to say that you're responsible for any transgressions he has in the future. No.
2: Alrighty, any final thoughts after reading the answers? How do you guys feel? Do you still feel like maybe this is something he should go forward with, with his
1: girlfriend? Emily, was this, a, was this a classic Ask Reddit, Ask Relationships romp for you, or how do you feel about this Honestly,
0: one? it was a little spicier than okay. I normally see or read, and yeah, I think the couple has some soul-searching to do, but I think they'll figure it out.
2: Oh, Emily, you mentioned you were on Twitter, so I'll give a shout-out to How I Found This. Uh, there's a... Twitter handle called relationships.txt that just posts screenshots of the wildest ask relationships Ooh. questions. So if you're on Twitter, you can follow them and uh anybody else who enjoys this podcast for the advice might also enjoy following that uh user. Yeah, there's uh there's good stuff on there. Uh it's usually just the buck wild shit like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm into it.
2: Alright, Paul, any final thoughts on this? No, I think uh I think we tackled it and I think we solved it uh this person deleted the post or r slash relationships did but their but their username is still up so i'll go ahead and send them a message with this episode so that they'll uh get the real advice that good advice hey ho one more listener (laughs) and then i'll also dm them from my uh from my uh handle on reddit for looking at porn to ask them for a sex tape too
0: they must be pretty attractive right worth a shot
1: Either that, or is that another part of the, like the confidence boost that we were talking about? Right. Yeah. Maybe they're not. Or it's just like you guys are so fucking hot, I gotta see y'all bang it out like at these <laughs> ones. Okay, I think we've analyzed this
2: one to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm also, yeah, I think we're I done.
1: Agree. Um. All right. So the article that I'm bringing in is from Mel Magazine. It's a column called Basic Bitch, and it is a <laughs> pet advice column. And the kind of gist of this column is that they bring in like three experts of like different varieties where it's like this one's a veterinarian and this one's like a celebrity dog person or this one's like an actual animal behaviorist. So that's the idea. And they answer questions about pets. So Emily, do you want to talk about your pet Steve anymore? Introduce this at all?
0: Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, Steve, my dog, is a black lab. He is such a goof. A lot of fun, lots of gaffs, lots of giggles, um. But he's also a little crazy. I think he was abandoned as a puppy. I got him mm. when he was nine months old, and you purchased
1: him at nine months old.
0: I purchased him <laughs> at nine months old. Um, and he had been found like wandering the streets of Kelseyville, which is a town near Clear Lake, California, which is like not great. So, I can only imagine how the first few months of his life was, probably pretty rough. So, he has some trauma, but um he's working through it and yeah, we're we're best buds.
1: Um but we're going to focus on dogs for right now, um Nature's Coyote, the dog. Um <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh the title is does my pet know how wasted i am the very basic concern i often think that for my dog me going for a night out must be like encountering the incredible hulk i leave as a relatively normal meek human being doing meek human being things like making sure the gas is off and all the doors are locked and i return a rampaging bellowing beast flailing around <laughs> breaking shit and eating 12 different kinds of leftovers in a single sandwich Then, the next morning, I've transformed back into a real human on the carpeted floor of my apartment, waking up to sloppy kisses from my dog, Gus. Does Gus understand any of what's going on here? He must know something's up, because I usually end up rolling on the ground with him and giving him 20-something treats, whereas my sober self would only give him one or two a day. But dogs surely don't know how alcohol works, right? Basically, do pets understand what's happening when you get absolutely trashed slash hammered? So... Emily, you already
2: mentioned before, and I don't know if this is going to make it into the edit or not, or if it's going to get cut out that sometimes Adrian like uh helps boost you up when you feel like you've been judged by somebody or, you know, and I think that's like a pretty common sentiment is this like idea of like, oh, did I come off wrong in that situation? Or am I being judged? Or is that person thinking this way about me? And I love that this person is insecure about what their dog <laughs> thinks about their drinking <laughs> habit. Are you ever insecure around your dog? <laughs> Do you ever feel observed?
0: Yeah. So a couple things. I will say that I think Steve knows that something's up when I'm drunk because he usually is so good about not eating food when it's like on a coffee table or like somewhere where he can access it. But when I'm drunk... He will steal food wherever he can, like slices of pizza, pieces of cake, like. So I feel like he knows that my consciousness is altered in some way. He's a
1: little rapscallion. and he knows exactly what he, when <laughs> he knows can get when away he with. He can shit. get away
0: with it. Um, Steve's presence doesn't like bother me at all when I'm drunk. I don't feel judged or anything. Um, He's not like the
1: dog in the cannabis commercials. He like tells you that you're acting different.
0: Well, I will say so. Steve is very straight edge. So if you like give him weed to smell or alcohol to smell, he'll like kind of like growl at it and like. Um, he's
1: a drug dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hates drugs. But no,
1: he loves the zannies though. He's always off that lean. Oh, and that he's herb. on that trazodone. <laughs> hey,
0: he takes drugs, but um. But when I'm when I'm high or when I'm on mushrooms, his presence is like a little bit anxiety inducing for me. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that's because of the judgment. because he's
1: got 911 dialed on his phone. ready
0: to call Yeah, I think, you know, with alcohol, maybe he's so used to it. <laughs> We're just drinking often enough. But with weed and with um, shrooms, he, he looks at me a little funny.
1: Paul, have you ever been judged by a dog? I don't think I would be perceptive enough to
2: notice. I think if a dog was judging me, I'd be like, oh, it's just another dog acting stupid like they often do. I mean, do you think they actually can tell the difference? I mean, I honestly, if Emily wasn't around, my take would have been, fuck no, obviously
1: not their dog, that they're stupid. But I mean, her anecdotal evidence does seem pretty convincing. Do you think it's uh, do you think they're smart enough to where they see the behavioral changes, or that they can literally like see a bottle of tequila and be like, "Oh, okay, I'm get- I'm eating well tonight"?
0: <laughs> I think for the alcohol that they smell it.
1: Oh, that's probably true. Because
0: also, Adrian has put me to bed a couple nights, <laughs> and Steve will hop on the bed with me, right? Mm. Which he's not allowed to do mm. normally. Ooh,
2: I like that. Shout out to you for not being one of those people that lets their dog sleep on their bed with them. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, he actually caused me to sleepwalk, so I had to stop, because oh. he would, like, stir and, like, slightly wake me up in my sleep.
2: Oh, not just because it's kind of a nasty thing that people shouldn't do? That wasn't the impetus <laughs> for that, that rule? That
0: wasn't it. I accept his <laughs> nastiness. Um, yeah, I guess neither of you have a lot of experience with dogs, right? Did Did either of you grow up with I grew up, up with, with dogs, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But I wasn't drunk as a kid, so. Yeah, Adrian had a bunch of
2: dogs. Adrian had a gaggle at his house. Mm-hmm.
0: A gaggle of
1: dogs mm-hmm. do th- wolf pack
0: do you think that's why you're not into them now because you got your fill?
1: I don't think it was that I got my fill is that I think I realized that it wasn't for me. like I adopted one dog that I asked for, and then other than that, well, I had one dog that we adopted that my mom ran over, <laughs> and then, as an older child, had uh, a dog that I asked for, and then after that it was uh puppies were like literally like under like a car at my uncle's house, we saw them, couldn't find out like who they were, and so as little puppies, we just brought them home. And- so we were just like, like, well, like more dogs. Life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the way your family had pets, Adrian, wasn't the way like white people have pets, right? Like you guys fed them, but they generally were just about like they weren't like no, a we, part yeah, of we lived household. in Gilbert,
1: South Carolina. So like they literally just like wherever they wanted to go during the day, they just went out and then came back at the end of the day, ate. And then my parents, like they told me not to tell Dora Lee this, but like they also have the same thing as you where they're like, we don't really like how she lets her dog like get on her bed and stuff. But, you know, we're not going to tell her because I think that'll make, <laughs> make her sad. So apparently my parents also have the same sentiment as Paul, where they're like, she treats the dog too much like an actual human. But Well, you know, I don't
2: like it when white people say this, but as an Arab, I will self-admit that Arabs just generally don't like dogs. And I think I just picked up on that from my dogs parents. Um, yeah, I think that's basically it. And I, I don't like it when white people say that because, you know, it's like, those weird Arabs, they don't like dogs, what's wrong <laughs> with them? But it is it is generally true.
0: Even little dogs?
2: It's begun to change with, uh, like the advent of everything becoming Americanized. Like some of my cousins have dogs that they like, like, and keep in the house, and they're like family pet dogs. But no, like my parents' generation had no dogs. My brother has one, but he said he wouldn't get another one. He he's so exhausted by taking care of it and does not enjoy it. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is why I can't understand how anybody has kids. Like, oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that okay any other any other uh should we answer the actual question what was the actual question
0: can my dog tell if i'm drunk
1: do you think your dog cares aside from emily's dog being a real uh narc ass dog do you think other dogs care paul (laughs) okay and emily uh so i'm i'm very uh we asked you about your limits before and i'm glad that we're respecting them but um any harder drugs you've done where steve was able to uh (laughs) tell whether or not you were on them
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think really he's just after those snacks. So if it's-
2: that, that,
1: So that's the thing that annoys me about dogs. I think more than their neediness is like they're just always so food motivated. Like the amount of times you go to someone's house and like you have to like see them admonish their dog for trying to like get at food. And it's just like, are they ever satisfied? Are they ever happy and like fully content with the amount of the food they've had? the only
0: thing they have going for them. All they get is one hour outside like a prisoner, <laughs> if that, and- food. And so, so if this is how yeah. you
2: perceive dogs, why do you want to own them and trap them in your house?
0: <laughs> I know, trap them like a little prisoner. Um I think 10 years ago when I got Steve, I just thought it would be like a super fun chill thing. <laughs> and now I realize that no he has to be home alone for like 9 hours a day and Well, not if
1: you live in like an anarchist commune. Right. Maybe I need
0: to move to an anarchist commune. But I yeah, so basically, (laughs) I probably would have done it differently. I probably would get two dogs if I
2: got dogs again,
0: which, yeah, feels like a more humane thing, right?
2: It does. It does. Also, if you're gonna be the type of person who leaves your cat home for like a week when you're on vacation with just the pellets coming out of a box, like, get a second cat. I feel like that. That should be a rule.
0: Yeah. My family was definitely that family that just Mm. put out, like, two food bowls and an (laughs) extra litter box. (laughs) That's so awful. It just left CNN on the TV (laughs) for
1: that. (laughs) Keep yourself updated while we're out. All right. Do you want to peruse through these answers? Yes. Okay. Well, it starts off with some kind of viral tweet about a person who got really drunk and then fell asleep on the street and how their dog was guarding them and, uh... With the caption, which I absolutely hate, we don't deserve dogs. Um, with crying emojis, which I also hate. I've already gone on this rant before about how, like, we don't deserve dogs. We fucking fucked with their genetics to make them exactly how we wanted them to be. Um, so that's how it's starting. But it seems like Emily was really uh, into that. You really like the idea of Steve just protecting you if you ever fall asleep drunk on the on the street.
0: What makes you say that?
1: <laughs> seems like you were into the idea. You thought it was very adorable.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, why are you taking your dog out drinking with you? Like That People feels weird. People love that shit. People
1: love going to breweries with their dogs.
0: I know kids. they do. I'm honestly just jealous. Steve would just cry the whole time. Uh, so I can't do that. No,
2: it. no. I have strong opinions on this. If you come out at 9.30 with your dog to a brewery, that is trapping everybody you're going to see to not be able to go to the next place they want to go because now it's like we can only go to places that have patios and accommodations mm. for dogs. You are- you go out with your dog at, like, if, some, if you're getting, like, a drink at 7. You, if you show up somewhere late with your dog, that is just a jerk move. All
1: right, let me see. This answer is a little bit longer, so I'm going to see if I can field it really quick and see if it's actually good. An animal psychologist. All right, so this is Zazie Todd, an animal psychologist and author of WAG, The Science of Making Your Dog Happy. Pets are quite often tuned in to their owner's behavior, so if you act differently when drunk, it's likely they'll notice something. Also, they have amazing noses, so they'll notice that your breath and sweat smells different from the alcohol. Many pets are quite resilient, but some are more sensitive than others, especially if you're talking more loudly, gesturing a lot, stumbling, or being clumsy. This may make them stressed. If they hide, let them be. Don't go chasing after a dog for hugs, as it'll only make them more stressed. On the other hand, if you fall asleep, they might be quite happy to cuddle up with you. And pets like their routine, so even if you wake up with a hangover the next day, your dog still wants their walk, and your kitties still need their litter box to be scooped, even if that's the last thing you feel like doing. Emily, how are those hangover walks?
0: Oh my god. So brutal. The sun is just, like, beating down on you. Steve's so stoked, but I just don't have it in me to to match his energy. But I will say that there are some hangovers where I don't walk Steve. Uh-huh. And for the first couple hours in the morning, he's like, you know, pretty antsy and whiny and wants to get out. And then he realizes, okay, this is gonna happen, which is another potential um, piece of evidence for him knowing that I w- was drunk. Um, I feel like he settles down in a way that he wouldn't normally if he didn't get a walk. He's like, All right, this bitch is hungover, like, we're just oh. gonna be laying around all day, and I'm just gonna lean into that.
1: Well, that's nice of him,
0: it's so nice of him. I know he doesn't accommodate my like emotions or feelings hardly ever, <laughs> but he will accommodate my hangovers.
1: Do, do you think he's able to distinguish that between you just being sick?
0: Uh, I want to say yeah, but I'm probably pretty biased, so mm. yeah.
2: You've had him for 10 years, though. Is he not at the age where he, he kind of doesn't want to go on the walks anymore? Like, he's oh, just kind of, like, chilled out?
0: Paul, you would <laughs> think. He's 12 years old now. You would think he would have chilled out a little bit. But he is still just riving a go every morning at 6.30 a.m. Sneezing in nice. your face. Forever <laughs> yeah, young.
2: Adrie-
0: yeah, <laughs> for truly every for every young. Forever young. <laughs> Adrian watches him every once in a while, and he has experienced Steve's morning routine, which is standing over you and sneezing in your face. Yeah. Giving you a nice little... It's pretty tight. ...spray to wake up to.
1: With the existential groans, which I don't think... If, if we haven't mentioned before more explicitly already, that boy can groan. That boy can like summon the pits of hell in his voice when <laughs> he screams existentially. <laughs>
0: I don't know what it is it's the trauma it's the trauma <laughs> uh
1: okay and then the last answer is from jenny brown founder and ceo of bowser beer a non-alcoholic beer for dogs <laughs> <laughs> paul any thoughts on that
2: you really buried the lead to what this question was about <laughs> we should have spent 30 minutes talking about this lady and her company
1: I I have almost bought my friend Esteban a non-alcoholic beer for his dog. I can see what the impetus for that company is. is like There's so many young hipsters with dogs where like, they're always like, man, I wish I could give my buddy a little something special while I'm at the bar drinking. And uh, I've definitely thought about it before.
0: Well, if you've thought about it, then it needs to be a thing.
1: I mean, it, it makes sense to me that it's a thing. I don't think it's totally outrageous.
0: Okay, so what does Jenny have to say?
1: Jenny says... And it's a good thing we have experts here to say basically what we've already said as just people who don't know anything. I think animals, and pet dogs especially, are always in tune with how their owners are and instinctively respond to protect them. If you are a mean drunk, I think they'd be very confused with a change in normal behavior, which would cause fear and distrust in the animal. Happy drunks are probably perceived as just the owner who's more fun. However, as we all know, balance is often affected by alcohol, so the stumbling person could make the animal confused or frightened. Dogs know when you're sick or not feeling well. Look at the comfort and therapy dogs who instinctively know that a human is in need. And that's why they make such great service animals. A drunk person acts differently than normal. So if his or her behavior is non-threatening or unstable, a dog would probably respond by sticking close and offering a comforting lick in the face. Then they can go into hangover therapy dog mode. All empathy, no judgment.
0: Aww. Cute.
1: Alright, final verdict.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we got to the crux of the issue. They probably- can smell the alcohol and, like, understand that that means you might be acting different. They probably don't understand you're drunk. Like, or if, if they had an idea of what drunk was, wouldn't they think it was being poisoned? If they had like a concept like they think you're that
1: dying t- every single time you drink alcohol I guess that's technically not right like, like their closest
2: experience it. they could relate it to is when they eat like a berry from the backyard that they're not supposed to eat and they end up like really sick and vomiting all over mm-hmm. the place that must be what you being drunk seems like to them like fuck they ate something
1: bad again
0: yeah I don't even know that they are able to think about it that deeply I think
1: you don't think Steve's trying to do the Heimlich maneuver to you whenever he sees <laughs> you're <friend>? drunk <laughs>
0: the poison hotline suck-a-less, suck-a-less. <laughs> I do think that they can make an association between the smell of alcohol on you and you acting like a dummy
1: I think even bees can do that yeah they can like get a smell and associate alright we get it Adrian, Adrian. <laughs>
2: bees are definitely dumber than dogs I don't know why you're trying to pick this fight no. like, you're not, <laughs> why are you trying please. to make
1: bees happen I'm not convinced we should all have pet bees <laughs> And all the drugs that we do, like alcohol in your breath, the weed smell. Psychedelics is different because there's not really a, a, a really strong smell sense to it, but maybe something. All right. Cool. Uh, Emily, how are you feeling? Do you want to do a third segment?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Paul, do you have time?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm good.
2: All right. If she has to sit at the restaurant for a little while by herself, so be it.
0: No big deal.
1: So, this is a little game I've devised called Dog, 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 or Dog. (laughs) So this is a quiz where we're going to give you some quotes, and they're either from Snoop Dogg, Dog, Dwayne Griffin, the bounty hunter, (laughs) Brian Griffin, the talking dog from Family Guy, or Danny Oscar Garcia, whose initial spell dog, who is a (laughs) professional boxer. Okay. How comfortable do you feel with these uh, different figures?
0: Not great. Um, I feel good about Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Okay. He's not in here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you confusing this did you listen to the Rock, 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 or Rock quiz? No, that was on Luke's episode. So this is kind of emulating that same. OK, I wonder style.
0: why I felt that. Maybe. Oh, the Dwayne, the other Dwayne. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwayne yeah. Griffin. Yeah. OK.
0: OK, so can we go through them one more time? Uh,
1: yeah. So what are your associations? How, how comfortable do you feel with Snoop Dogg's clothes?
0: Snoop Dogg. I feel good about that. A lot mm-hmm. of Izzles, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of talk about Weed's place in the marketplace.
1: OK, that sounds good. And then Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: Yeah, I used to like watch that show a little bit, which I'm embarrassed to say. (laughs) I saw a few episodes. Actually,
1: this is one of those things like Dad versus Dad, where I did not expect you to have an association with that. (laughs)
0: Um, it was a few episodes before the whole like N word controversy came out. Oh, I did not know about that. Oh God, yeah, it's bad. Um, Well, if you
2: hear the N word in this segment, you'll know exactly. I
0: know. I'll know. Well, I don't know. Um. Okay. Dwayne the Dog Johnson. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, you're, you're still doing the rock
0: <laughs> Okay, that guy though
1: Dwayne oh, Griffin is his real name
0: Dwayne Griffin, and he's a bounty hunter
1: Yes, Okay. he's hunting them bounties And then Brian Griffin from Family Guy Okay And then Danny Oscar Garcia
0: Danny Oscar Garcia, Family Guy See, dog and dog. You don't okay.
1: have to memorize them We can tell you what your options are every time okay. uh, Paul, can you get like a random number generator There are 17 that we're going to be doing. Wow. All righty. Number one is quote number nine. Okay. Tell me, is this dog, 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 or dog? Rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice, lay back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind.
0: I'm going to go Snoop Dogg, but it would be really funny if it was one of the other dogs that were just quoting Snoop Dogg.
1: Emily, you really get how this game works. Uh, that is Snoop Dogg, but it would have been funny if I had been able to find someone else saying that. <laughs> all right, that's one point for Emily. Paul, you keeping track? Yes. All right, can you give him? Oh, do you have a, like, how many you want to get right for, like, your benchmark for success? Out of 17. Yeah.
0: Um, Maybe let's go 14. No, oh, let's go
1: 13. Okay, no, 13. confident. Okay, all right, 13. Paul, you good with the next one? Yep. Uh,
2: So, next one up, we have 17.
1: We believe that God is big enough to give every nationality their own religion, as he's given them their own taste in food, in plants, in furniture, in housing. I think that each religion has their basic, Christ-ish way to get to the everlasting God.
0: Fuck. I want to roll back that 13 answer. (laughs) Um... Can we talk about how oh. he says that
1: every nationality has their own taste in plants? Is that a thing, <laughs> or is that just what the natural flora around them is?
0: This sounds like somebody who's a little bit racist. So I'm gonna go, Dwayne.
1: Do you want to do a help uh, a helpline from Paul or anything? Or
0: oh shit, yeah, sure. Paul? How many of those do I get?
1: I think infinite. I th- I I don't know, but but
2: isn't uh isn't uh is is Dwayne Griffin the bounty hunter, or is that? Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, that would have been my guess, right? Because he seems religious. Right. All
1: right. Emily, that's correct.
0: Yes.
1: Two out of two, you're doing great. And I used to say, I'm black too. In other words, I, my whole life, have been called a half-breed, a convict, king of the trailer trash, this and that. I take that and stand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think either Dwayne Griffin or Daniel Ortiz... What's the last Daniel
1: name? Oscar Garcia? It's fuck, <laughs> you can sorry. just call him Daniel.
0: <laughs> Daniel, um, can you give me a little vibe on what Daniel's like?
1: Nope. Fuck.
0: Okay, I'm is. gonna <laughs> <Right here>. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Dwayne Griffin.
1: Uh, you can just call him Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: Dog the Bounty Hunter.
1: Um, Emily, you are three for three. Yes. Get into that thirteen points pretty easily. Paul didn't even need your help.
2: I am a little offended, but it's all right. We can go on.
1: Number 12. <laughs> Number 12. I am a self-motivated person. That's what got me to this point that I'm at today. I don't take anybody lightly.
0: I'm thinking Daniel. Paul, what do you think?
2: Um, It really could be anybody. I, I could almost see Snoop Dogg saying that. Um, Right. But yeah. I think Daniel's also just like, that's such white
1: man energy.
0: Just like regular old white man energy, right? Okay, let's go Daniel.
1: All right, that is Daniel. Nice. Yeah, I might have made this a little bit too easy. Damn. (laughs) Four out of four. We're looking for a clean sweep. Uh, Paul, have we ever gotten a clean sweep on any of these kind of quizzes before?
0: Okay, relax.
1: I don't think so. I think Emily might be our first one. I think (laughs) that she was lowballing herself. I think that... uh, to make up for me making this quiz too easy, she should be going for 17 out <laughs> of 17.
2: Emily is a uh, hustle on you, Adrian. She's a dog quote expert. <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> hey, what's the point in waiting? You got to live life while you can and live it hard.
0: I feel like that's the dog from Family Guy.
1: That's what I
2: was going to say, and I couldn't tell why, but somehow it felt Brian-y, Brian like him summing up an episode at the
1: end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, Brian.
1: That's correct. Yes. And I think you guys picked up on what that quote had, which is very like scripty energy. It right, very, yeah. Like, end of- <laughs>
0: you also gave it a little spin with the way you said it, which I All appreciate. All right, I got to start saying
1: it without feeling then. Um. Also, Emily just did a little dance. She's uh, I'm
0: <laughs> She's already it.
1: celebrating. <laughs> when I'm no longer rapping, I want to open up an ice cream parlor and call myself Scoop Dog. <laughs>
0: Snoop dog right
1: Ooh, like, that,
0: that one seems crazy. like
2: it's gonna be a trick let's let's think for. A i second.
0: know okay shoot
2: you're uh, you gotta go with it because all the other ones it's a little too iffy
0: yeah the only i don't think Dwayne would say that because he's racist
1: um <laughs> so he wouldn't call himself scoop dog no
2: <laughs> but he's the type of racist where he <laughs> clearly thinks he's kind of like a black person you know it's like racist right. philosophy. I have no I have no
1: idea what the context was to that quote about I used yeah, to call that's myself black.
0: Crazy. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh. I don't think Daniel would say that, right? I literally don't know a single thing about him, but he doesn't give me those vibes. Um, okay, so Snoop Dogg, right?
1: Yes, that is Snoop Dogg. That was supposed to be one of the easy questions. Yeah. <laughs> But I love that you're getting into a space where, as you're getting more successful, you're not building confidence; you're, no, building-
0: <laughs> I'm you're building syndrome.
1: self-doubt. Yes, we
0: do.
2: But much like programming, you're actually secretly great at it. So I am going to say, Emily, playing the meta. I assume Adrian tried to find a relatively equal number of quotes for each one. So I'm thinking there's not going to be many Dog the Bounty Hunters left, just like meta strategy. Um, We did just answer 11, right, Adrian? So seven is next.
0: Okay, thanks for that tip, Paul. How much money do I win? We have a a $5 Safeway gift card if you want to take that (laughs) home with you.
1: (laughs) Anytime you're with somebody, you become a reflection of that person. I believe the first five years of our relationship was me grooming her, getting her tough, and getting her ready for all of this and just how to deal with it. The last was her just being a strong black woman who has her man's back.
0: Ew, first of all. <laughs> um, Second of all, I think it's Snoop.
1: Do you know what, if whether or not Dog the Bounty Hunter had a black wife or not?
0: She was white. Mm-hmm. I know that Snoop Dogg has a wife who is a black woman. I don't know about Daniel. I don't think Brian. <laughs> Paul, do you think Snoop Dogg?
2: I think you're right. I'm also not sure who this Daniel person is, so... <laughs>
0: right it's hard to tell i will say that snoop dogg like openly i guess him and his wife talk openly about how he cheats on her Mm. and then she's just like well you know i get him at the end of the day and it's like "Mm, okay um so i kind of feel like it's snoop dogg
2: uh I'm, i'm i'm not gonna veto you i think that that totally makes sense but it could be this other person that i don't know but yeah
1: Uh, la-da-da-da-da, it's the motherfucking (laughs) D-O-double-G. Snoop Dogg. Uh, alright, maybe I did make this too easy.
0: Or maybe I'm just really good
1: at this. That's true, you just really know these dogs. Besides Scream, I liked The Purge. It stuck with me because it reminds me of boxing. You have 45 minutes to punch someone legally without consequence.
0: (laughs) Great quote by Daniel Ortega.
1: (laughs) You keep giving him a different (laughs) Fuck! Danny Oscar Garcia.
0: Oscar. I think it's that person.
1: It is that person. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very good. Born on a mountain, raised in a cave, arresting fugitives is all I crave.
0: (laughs) Dog the bounty hunter. Oh my god, that's so funny.
1: Paul, do you want to veto that or are you feeling good about that?
2: I'm I'm feeling good about that unless it ends up being Ortega. Dog the (laughs) bounty hunter
0: born in a mountain raised in a cave i think
1: that must be his theme song right for a show maybe yeah born on a mountain raised in the cave arrested in fugitive it's all i crave (laughs) it sounds like a jingle for like bojangles yeah
0: wait sing that into the microphone
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh it picked it up (laughs) it'll make it to the episode dog is god spelled backwards
0: Ooh, that's hard
1: I'm almost wondering if
2: that's Brian Griffin, but...
0: Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay, so you're saying he has even questions for each person. Do you know that for a fact, Paul?
2: No, but you would just assume, right? He doesn't want them all to be Dog the Bounty Hunter. I don't think Dog the Bounty Hunter would have said that. I don't think Snoop Dogg would have said that because he spells his name... Does he spell D-O-G-G? So God is...
1: Paul has just hit on something that is very good to think about in answering this question.
0: Okay, what does that mean? That it's not Snoop Dogg? Okay. Okay, I like that input, Paul. Okay, so Brian?
2: Paul is
1: currently Googling the answer.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> I was Googling Danny Oscar Garcia.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically he doesn't go by Dog. They just happen to be his initials. So I don't, he would say it, right?
2: Yeah, that's what I was looking at to see if Dog was his nickname or just like, if it, that was his, I don't know.
1: That feels like or, cheating. That feels okay. like cheating.
2: Well, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I wasn't listening when you explained who these people were, so I really had no idea.
0: Oh, he didn't. <laughs> I definitely
2: explained who they were.
0: Um. Okay, should we go Brian?
2: I think that makes sense to me. It just feels like a... I don't know.
0: Okay, Brian. Final answer? Uh, yeah.
1: Emily will not be getting the clean sweep for oh, the first no! time in Big Facts No Cap history. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Let me guess. <laughs> Is it... I think it's Dwayne.
1: Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
0: <laughs> Dwayne Griffin.
1: <laughs> it is Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: Damn it!
1: So I uh, thought it was a trick question because I thought he, I thought he was D A W G. I did not realize he went by Dog, just straight up D O G. Dog the Bounty
0: Hunter.
1: Oh yeah, he goes yeah by that. So Snoop I'm sorry, Paul, Emily, that's G, on me. And then Danny doesn't go by his initials. So.
0: No worries, Paul. Yeah.
2: Also, didn't expect Adrian. It's been like 90% of these are dogs abounding. I honor. know.
0: He's an egomaniac, though, so he has he's, a lot of quotes. He's got a lot of interesting <laughs> quotes.
1: I don't think it's lost on any of us that the laws are written on white paper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that. That's really good. You should write them on
2: black paper so you can't sneeze <laughs> off of that. That's
1: You should have to pour lemon juice on it like it's one of them secret codes in <laughs> National <laughs> Treasure.
0: I kind of think it's Snoop Dogg. I do
2: too.
1: You know, when he's not cheating on his wife, he's thinking of some really smart things to say.
0: <laughs> um, Either that or Brian.
1: Or did I make this quiz 90% Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm leaning more on Snoop Dogg, just it feels like a high okay. idea.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, so it's a good thing that you already missed one. It makes this one sting a little bit less. That was Brian Griffin.
0: Damn.
1: If it's flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, be the best hamburger flipper in the world. Whatever it is, be the master of your craft.
2: Hmm. Um, I've definitely heard this sentiment from multiple people. Like, I feel like that's just a normal like old person thing to say.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking Snoop Dogg or Daniel, but Daniel's probably not that old, but he might be like trying to he give it say sp- he
1: was a current boxer. He could be a boxer from the
0: 1950s. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> he did say
2: float like a butterfly, sting like the a bee. The quote
1: could be the the stock market in these uh, forward <laughs> wooden 50s are really on the up and up. <laughs>
0: Maybe Daniel, right?
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't envy your position as a quiz taker for this one. I think it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I think it could be.
0: Yeah, it got really tough really quick.
2: <laughs> I think it could be any of maybe, them. All.
0: Maybe Snoop Dogg. Maybe Brian. Okay, I'm going to go Snoop Dogg.
1: That is Snoop Dogg. That's nice. good. There you go. All right, you're still okay. quite, well on track to get your, uh, your goal. My Spanish is coming along. I understand everything. I've been working on becoming more confident when speaking. Daniel. Uh, yep, that's correct. Uh, Daniel is a Puerto Rican American. So nice. He is working I feel on the his, struggle, Daniel. Kind of Spanish. I know. I feel you, dog. Yeah, no. Uh, so I specifically did not bring in an even number of quotes. So Snoop Dogg had the most, then Dog the Bounty Hunter, uh, then Brian Griffin, and there were only three from the boxer. Okay, yeah. That was part of how I tried to make the tr- the quiz tricky. That makes Which, sense. I'm because... glad it got trickier as it went on. <laughs> um, Alright, big fact, no cap, let's get out of here.
2: Yeah, sure. Big fact, uh, thank you to Adrian's sister who just bought me a signed copy of uh, Evermore by Taylor Swift.
1: I saw that. Also, so appropriate for this episode, yeah. Because I was just talking about the Evermore episode of uh, Rachel's podcast.
2: Yeah, I got that text while we were recording. Shout out to Dorley and Zach. Thanks, y'all.
1: Very serendipitous. All right. Uh, My no cap is a tequila shot makes everything better. All right. Emily raps. What do I rap? Uh, uh, Paul, you want to give her a word? Emily, are you actually going to rap? No. She's so impressionable. I feel like we can get her (laughs) to. Emily, do a rap. Emily, do a rap. It's that normally what
0: people do. I've never <laughs> what, heard you, this you, before. You've seen
1: Phil's episode. You've listened to Phil's episode.
0: Well, yeah, but Phil's a rapper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Barely, because he calls himself. He's not licensed. He just calls himself a rapper. <laughs> I'm
0: going to report him to the state board. <laughs>
1: uh, no, you can just say whatever you want. Say your piece at the end of this episode. <laughs> Emily, before you go, thank you for coming on. It was really fun.
0: Thanks, Paul. This was great. It was great to see your face. Now I know what to think of when I hear you on the podcast. And Yeah, I know what to do if somebody asks me for a sex tape with my partner and I have a little bit more insight about how I should behave around Steve when I'm wasted. So, Very educational couple of hours.
1: All right. Paul, good luck in that dirty little (laughs) digwit.
2: We're not ending on that. I'm cutting that out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bye, y'all. It was fun.
1: All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)
2: Attacking like a slick Apache, lyrics are trigger happy,
0: blowing back your wig piece, just for the way you're looking at me, cock back blow, I hit you up right now, I don't know why so many y'all want to be thugs anyhow, face the consequences of your childish
1: nonsense, I can make your head explode just by my lyrical content, get you in my scope and metaphorically snipe you, I never liked you, I gasped that ass and then ignite you, the flamethrower, make your peeps afraid to
2: know you, how many times I told you, play your position small soldier.